And maybe one day we'll play paper Cause maybe one day we'll have GPs again Portent to a miracle terminus Faith sealing all my dreams Fetching Mystic Sanctuary What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know you have a ponder for the nuts, but have to shuffle it up. She can't seem to find the cards. Why the hell's this game so hard? Maybe I should play some green sun. Casting elf seems fun. Why would visionary queer on wait? This shit isn't a debate. Don't ignite my passive flames. Don't be bored and in the hate. Find the rare that you can chase. For me, that's the blessing of a top deck. Sweeping the board with a beam of light to welcome plot threats. Chase the mind off the counterbalance. Opponents nonsense. Drawing three cards every turn is my creative outlet. But for you, that might not be playing blue. Maybe rather crowded nights. Maybe hexing up a lage on a stage. That'd be Maybe Thraven needs another soldier on guard Stoneforge, Mystic Tutors, whatever's in your heart Living every day from the loam like it was your last one And even if we lose, we can smile, cause we had fun And maybe one day we'll play paper maybe one day we'll have GPs again Or tend to a miracle terminus Face healing all my dreams Fetching Mystic Sanctuary Maybe it's your day of doom, your death shadow in full view, that's a zoracle assumed. You get buried, ancient tomb, or perhaps it's time for school, show and tell and ever cool. The hardest part of any deck is the one that resonates, so don't equate or conflate the stupid memes or the snakes. Leave up your best up inside out all the hate that you harbor, you would dry it off. Shaded in the greatest game that they rich and God feels. So when you're feeling down, feeling sad, even when you're feeling alone, just remember your community that's growing strong. Planes walking by your side, that's where I still rap these songs. Multiverse and Lisa Labix like Sovereign Makov And even when you point tendrils right up at my face We can reduke it, say good games just without the shake And even when you lose to mana, flood a mana screw We'll come into terms with the fact that the best color's blue Just know that every planeswalker planeswalking is a friend The best part of this game are the parts where we don't pretend Maybe one day we'll play paper Cause maybe one day we'll have GPs again Or tend to a me So find your light in the approach of the second sun Where the pandemic is past and your LGS runs FNM with your opponents freely slinging spells First in, last out is life's creed now So when we think back to all of the souls that were lost The memory will be forever carried in the cards And every time we sit down to shuffle up Count every one of your blessings like you were storming off I'ma be there and treating those angels till I die Believe in life's a miracle and that we all should strive To be thankful that luck was somehow always on our side No matter how bad it got, we managed to Welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Phil Blechman. Phil, how's it going, man? Dude, it's going great. I'm digging these spoilers so far. Absolutely going to, like, ruin this format. It's going to switch so much stuff up. There's a lot going on in Legacy with the, with these cards, I think. Knowing that there's going to be the rest of the, the grief cycle is insane. So I'm assuming that it's going to, the rest of the names are going to be, like, you know, similar to the seven stages or whatever. Acceptance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, you. yeah you know what I mean? Like, yes, exactly. Like, white will be acceptance. Um, Blue will definitely be denial, right? Oh, for sure. For <laughs> sure. D if they named it denial, then it would be perfect when they give us a flash, a flash pitch counterspell on a creature with a vote, right? So, yeah. 
But let's let's jump into it, man. I mean, the, the spoilers so far are super exciting, and I, I feel like we're not necessarily the first people to like get our our eyes on these things and and record about it. But I am noticing some things uh, that have been going at least a little bit more viral, like a consensus on Twitter and whatnot about uh, some of the spoilers. And uh, I have uh, some takes that I want to get into that I think will show up and we can like look back on this episode and see if we're right. And I think we will be. Great. Uh, all right. So let's talk about Dakin, Dakon, Shadow Slayer. He costs white, blue, black. He is a legendary planeswalker, Dakin, a.k.a. Dakin of the Dakin Blackblade. Uh, Dakin Shadow Slayer enters the battlefield with a number of loyalty counters equal to the number of lands you control. He has Dakin or Dak Dakin Dakin. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm, I don't know. I mean, I've never heard uh, anyone utter utter that uh, that that was an official person. So I have no I idea. I feel like it's Dakin. Okay, we'll go I, with Dakin then. Dakin Blackwood. Oh man, apologies to your to the listeners' ears if anybody's like it, it's Dakin, you idiots. I'm known for uh, like mispronouncing cards anyhow, like Tefri. Tefri, yeah, I'll never, yeah, it's not, it's not Jeffrey, like with a T. <laughs> Zero loyalty to start, uh, loyalty equal to the number of lands you control. Plus one is surveil two. Negative three is exile target creature, and negative six is you may put an artifact card from your hand or graveyard onto the battlefield. Yeah, what do you think? It's hard to gauge something like this. Like, there's not a shell for a card like this, really. Like, what, what would, what would I think that it would go into? Like. A Stoneblade style deck that like can get that can get the value out, out of this if if you slam it down and uh, the surveils work out for you. I don't know. So when I first saw this card, the the parallel that popped up in my head was the the X mana Nissa Planeswalker for that's X blue green. Yeah, the plus one on that Nissa or plus two or scry whatever the plus is. Yeah. It's yeah, it's Scry. Yeah, the plus like links to that where it's like you're you're getting advantage but not really. But this one is more powerful because surveil means that you can dump stuff in your graveyard. Uh, on a scale of of uh, abilities, I think surveil is ultimately more powerful than Scry. I think if you're playing this type of planeswalker, you're not playing it alongside green, so you're not getting the mana ramp. So assume that this guy's going to come down and be. A 3-3 three, three on 3, yeah, right? Or a 3-loyalty walker on 3. But then go up to 4 off of the Surveil. So I think if you're playing this guy, you want to be in the realm of like Lingering Souls Cabal Therapy type graveyard shenanigans to pay off the Surveil. And that if you're off. not, yeah, it's like you're, you're, if you're, you need to be able to turn the plus 1 into some type of card advantage as opposed to just selection. Yeah. Otherwise, you're better off playing... Teferi and Narset and all of the other 3-mana walkers were already, I feel like those cards are better, yeah, right? Yeah, or play Teferi like I said before. Yeah, so, the, 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 however, the Exile Creature card, like, the one thing that this card does is it gets better as the game goes on, so it scales. So, if you go on turn four, turn five, Exile a Creature, and then just have a ex, Exile a Creature on the stack again, or, like, um, not on the stack, but, like, pending, right? Like, they know that then they have to wait to double creatures because you'll just remove whatever they have. Yeah. And the fact that it's Exile is probably also relevant in a lot of worlds. Yeah. So, the ability, like, if this shows up, in a three mana deck that's interested in some kind of graveyard shenanigans, I feel like the the minus six is going to be incidental. Like if you have an artifact, great. Yeah. Like, uh, how would you feel about uh, playing this in uh, in like an Esper Mentor style deck? I don't like it. I, I yeah, think Teferi right. is just going to do a lot better work there. There could be a cool control deck that wants to play Bolas' Citadel at a top end. Okay. Because then. If you have it and you go late, you're happy to cast a Bolas of Citadel 
if you have ways to like work, make sure that the life doesn't kill you. And then this guy works well with the Citadel and that you can dump it and then recur it later if you want. Um, but it gives yourself like that one of top end that you can incidentally have. I don't know. I mean, I think if this guy does see play, it is going to be in a world where you're really paying off the surveil. Just being able to surveil every turn is where your money's going to be. And it's sort of nice that there is a powerful one drop that cares about surveilling. There's the blue one drop. It's called Thoughtbound Phantasm. Okay. So it's it's a it's a two two spirit for blue, and it has defender. And it says whenever you surveil, put a plus one plus one counter on it. And then as long as it has three or more plus one plus one counters on it, it can attack as though it didn't have defender. So it's every instance of surveil, not cards that are surveilled. So if you plus the DAC on here, it would only give it plus one counter. But um, the fact that this card the surveil works with something like lazav i get that like i always push lazav because I, I love the card but like this is where i think it would it would play you have this into curving lazav you get the incidental payoff of uh dreadnought which is also an artifact that you can recur and stifle if you, yeah, you if can you lazav to, yeah, yeah. right uh you with with the dakin dakin also just like incidental um removal that also can then turbocharge all of your other stuff so like maybe there's a world that's like playing this sort of mid-rangey style thing and like fan thought bound phantasm is this like never-ending like gigantic goif that can get huge and then like lazav can also turn into it which is nice in like the later game if you can continue surveilling we also like don't know what the rest of the set is going to look like but if surveil shows up more than just once if you get a bunch of extra surveil, like let's say you get just like more one mana surveil cards that are actually effects that you want. If we get a new style of like a preordain that's like surveil one draw card, right? Which isn't under, out, of, out of the realm of yeah, possibility no, no. if they're just going into modern. That seems like a reasonable card for them to print. And it would also be something that a deck like this exactly would want to be yeah. able to pay off all the surveil. So this, this looking at this card, I, I see it as something that could pay off new archetypes as opposed to fitting into one that currently exists yeah uh all right well let's uh let's quickly talk about timeless dragon i got nothing really to say no me neither i think hard pass on timeless dragon right timeless dragon yeah i mean if you if you're in the market to cycle it cool if you uh can eternalize it it's a four four flyer cool i don't think it's gonna see play all right so then instead of talking about that let's talk about rashidden dockhand it's a one rashidden rashidden dude <laughs> rashidden uh that is a one mana creature merfolk it's a one two has Island Walk, starts out with Island Walk, uh, and it has uh, Rashad and Port's ability. Tap one and tap it to tap target land. Get wrecked, d I think, so in, in the previous episode, which you and I talked about that we recorded before all this stuff got spoiled, I think we actually said, you know what Merfolk really needs is a one drop that is good. And this is a good one. This is a pretty good one drop, I think. You, I, I am hoping, so far it seems like everybody is off of it, but I am hoping... Whenever a good a good card like this is, is is like very good and can easily be slot into Delver, I'm just like, oh no! Like this card is so cool, and I don't want it to just be an additional tool for Delver because I feel like Delver has so many tools already. Anyway, this card's awesome. I like it. I like it. I like it in Merfolk. I like it as just an option to to play like a blue a blue style D and T deck. Maybe I don't know. There's there's a lot going on here. So much. There are so many different decks that I feel like this could slot into. And I know in our in our chat, I was already like, I want to go like this thing into uh, Standstill. I just want to Standstill with this card. I mean, that's fine too, right? It's just, I don't know. I mean, Rashad Dockhand's obviously going to see play and it's going to be good. It's not going to be like super busted, but it's going to be very, very strong. Because even though you can't, you don't get the tap target land immediately. 
Right. But it's similar in that you wouldn't get that with port either if you had just played port on turn one. Yeah. Right. You can't port on turn one. You can't port here on when you play this on turn one. But afterwards, it doesn't cost you the second land drop to port. Exactly. Yeah. That's 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 huge. huge. And I don't think that people really understand that yet. That uh, you can still do other stuff because you're not using two mana to do this. You're just using one. Right. It's susceptible to removal, which is the trade off. Yeah. But the fact that it only costs one mana to tap a land is you get to go even on mana. I mean, Phil, in a wasteland format, does, is that even relevant? You know, like, you know? I feel like this could also bring about Weathered Wayfarer because it only requires one land. If you go port, days the first play, or port guy, rather, days the first play, or if they don't play a threat, and then you just start porting or wasting their lands and, like, play that game, and then you're just staying really low to the ground, but you're doing it a little bit more controlling, I feel like Weathered Wayfarer might be a, a good way to go if you're interested in going in white and not being as aggressive if you want to be trading resources like that, you know? What I, what I will say about this about this card, to, to go off of what you are saying before about uh, the standstill uh, situation, is my first iteration of Merfolk was the standstill uh, version with Mutavolt and Wasteland as opposed to Mutavolt and uh, Mistress Factory. Um, and so what I, I, I personally think is that you go back to the standstill version of the deck. Um, you have this, you have Wasteland. Uh, I probably wouldn't play Port. You could if you really wanted to be that guy. But you've got Curse Catcher. Uh, you know, you've basically got all these. You get to play Days again because you're not playing Chalice. Uh, so you don't need to like, you, you need like th- some way to deal with all that stuff. But you go back into this Delver style uh, standstill, uh, Merfolk Aether Vial style deck, and I think that that is uh, that's a, that's the better place for the deck to be instead of trying to make um, Chalice Chalice the thing that it leans on. I feel like Chalice is already kind of ham fisted into Merfolk. Yeah, and I agree. I, this just seems like a lot better. Also, in the early game, you port, and then if you're playing Merfolk in the late game, it's just a four five, right? It's like it, that's I, I agree with you. I think that like this could see a second coming of Merfolk here. Um, And finally, rather than being like, well, Merfolk needs a lot of help. I guess we just have to play our hammer and chalice. You can now play exactly the style of deck that you talked about. Get that feel of like old Merfolk. And Merfolk always had a bunch of spare slots, right? Like they were playing like Kira and like... Yeah. I was playing Thassa for a while. Remember? And now now you still, you can still play the the Oracle Paradigm Shift combo. Of course. I mean, you wouldn't not play that. Like, that's, that's, that is, to me, that is now a mer- part of the Merfolk deck. Those, totally. those eight cards go into Merfolk now. You have Wastelands, but now that Rashad and Dockhand can also interact with Basics, I feel like it's also going to be big because if you wanted to, like, set up an Alpha Strike or something, you can tap them off the relevant colors of removal yeah. that you're trying to play around, which can be important if you're trying to go, like, Lord, Lord, and don't want to get blown out. Yeah. I mean, the number of times that I have attacked with Curse Catcher. Uh, and a lord after I've played a lord and then watch my opponent bolt the first lord and block the second lord. Like, Feels bad, knowing, Feels knowing that you bad. get around that and just maybe get in for three instead of get in for, uh, get in for, uh, like, five, but, like, keep all your lord. Like, you know, that's that's huge. It's a, it's a giant yeah. difference. Um, and step, port the color that matters and then f- force you to have to act. Yeah, exactly. And then, it, then yeah, you're not going to into, attack into a blocking Tarmogoyf, tar- right? The other card that uh, this is really nice for just because it's a one-drop for Merfolk is, um, what's the three-drop that every time you cast a Merfolk, you tap her on tap? Mero The fact that this is a one-drop is just you can go off more because yeah. if you have a Mero on the table, this costs zero. Yep. It's a good card. It's going to be it's gonna see a ton of play. So far, it's 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 my favorite card that they've, sw- they've spoiled so far. Uh, it's just an absolute house. I think it's going to be incredible. All right. So uh, let's talk about uh, Grief. 
Grief is a four mana creature elemental incarnation. It's a 3-2 with menace. When grief enters the battlefield, target opponent reveals their hand. You choose a non-land card from it, and that player discards that card. It also has evoke exile black card from your hand. So this is a uh, evoke version of unmask. Right. Now there's a couple of differences, right? So obviously this card is way better. In, like this is something that you can do just absurd things in Hogak, right? Okay. Because you can go cat turn one stitcher supplier. If you flip over a Vengevine, you can evoke this, return your Vengevine, steal their best their best card, and hit them for four. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. So you, also, if you mill over uh, a bridge, then the evoke getting sacked will just make a 2-2. So there's like a bunch of ways that this already sets up like insane lines early for Gak, in addition to the fact that you can just have like your turn two Gaks as you normally do. And the fact that also you can sack... So the evoke... The trigger goes on a stack. If you have an altar or a sack outlet, you can sack it and just get the value. Man, I really hope, uh, for the sake of our, our upcoming intros, that Hogak comes back because I really want to do Gackety Gack so bad. Dude, I, I have the Snoop Dogg version of Hogak already, but oh, obviously yeah. I didn't know it. But we can't, did, wouldn't know about grief. Well, I, I can play that track at the end of this one. Uh, but the fact that this is just a free spell that is really, like... Obviously, like just a, it's just a Thoughtseize. Yeah. You choose a non-land card from it. There's no cost other than Exile and the Black card. It's just a very, very good card, and it's going to see a ton of play. There's a difference, though, in that I don't think this is going to see uh, play over Unmasked in Reanimator. Particularly because it says target opponent, and that's a big deal. Yes. You can't target yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, you can't target yourself. And that comes up a huge. lot. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, so that's a big difference. If Reanimator is interested in having Unmasks like five through whatever then they'll go to sure. this. But I don't th I don't think it's just going to auto-replace Unmasked. So if you have your Unmasked as a Black Widow Reanimator player, I don't think you really need to concern yourself with like losing that card in your deck. Yeah. Uh, but for every other deck other than that that has no interest in targeting themselves, there's just no reason why th why you wouldn't just play this over it. Because A, it can't get, the only way to interact with this thing would be Stifle. So like imagine if, if, if this cycle is very good, Stifle stock goes way up. Okay. Agreed. But yeah, I think like this is an auto home in Hogak, and then, I mean, people have been talking about in modern that you could like play Scrubland or or just white mana producing land, evoke this and ephemerate it, and that's absurd. So you ephemerate, you get a three two, and you also steal their three best cards. Yeah, that's um, quite good. And you can do that in Legacy as well. And the deck that seems like it could be interested in maybe doing something like that is a version of Espervile. I'm not an Espervile aficionado, but like that deck seems yeah. well set up to do something like that, and that it's already interested in an ephemerate style effect. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. But grief is obviously very good. It'll see a ton of play. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. Uh, we're we had not a lot less to say about grief than we did about Rashid and Dockhand because it's so obvious. <laughs> it also is less versatile i'm on like yeah that's that yeah, may not exactly. be the right word but it like it goes in less decks i feel like rashad and dockhand has like so much variety of play that i can see in a bunch of different style decks between control aggro where grief is really just like i'm i'm trying to get you dead exactly no nobody's playing grief fair yeah you know all right uh let's talk about profane tutor a no casting cost sorcery uh that has suspend two for one in a black and what do you know? It's Demonic Tutor. Search your library for a card, put that card into your hand, then shuffle your deck. I think this is real. I'm just trying to think of specifically where. What do you think? I mean, can we get Bug uh, Shardless back? 
with this card? I mean, is it good enough? But what like, do, you, what do you get? Yeah, what do you get, right? Do you just get, like, a brainstorm so that you can make your draw three happen? Like, I don't know. So, I remember when playing Ancestral that that going down and like going down a card to put ancestral on the stack and wait four turns is really punishing mm. because games might just be over before you get to do anything. Agreed. But with this one like it's a spend 2 spend which means two if you play it on way. 2 yeah. if you play it on 2 you get it on turn 4. So if you're not just cheating the thing and getting it for free off of like um that 3 mana enchantment or whatever that lets you like balance people yeah. and whatnot. I could see profane tutor as a tutor that could see play in like more controller shells that are just looking for options. Because if you play this on two and can then get whatever answer you need, it reminded me of the last time I played cube, I had a demonic tutor in my control deck. And I found that demonic tutor was so powerful for me because I could just wait until I needed to get whatever answer yep. for whatever card, whatever deck I'm playing against. So if I needed to get my ancient grudge, I could, or if I needed to get a counter spell or a removal spell, I could. And I f feel like this is more for that because it's not immediate. But I also think that it could work in something like the new Peer Through Depths Storm deck okay. that uh, that uh, Marcus came up with. I, b I believe Marcus is the OG on that one, okay. uh, coming up with the coming up with a, a a four Peer into the Abyss deck that doesn't play LED, has a clean mana base, and just like sets up for like turn three, turn four, Peer into the Abysses kill you. And it's playing right now to solve the equation, which may just be better because it's good on the combo turn, but it costs three. Whereas this one, uh, also being black, could be relevant, and you could just go turn two and set up a turn four kill, de like definitively. I f I feel like per profane tutor is real. I, I I just don't know how punishing the suspend is going to be yet. But this is one of those where this is like one that I actually want to hear comments on. Like, as, if anybody else has thought about a home where this could take place, and it isn't just a crashing footfalls that looks really good, but then sees no play. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's uh, let's talk about Unmarked Grave next. Uh, Unmarked Grave is a two-mana sorcery. It says, search your library for a non-legendary card. Put that card into your graveyard, then shuffle. This, first off, before we talk about like what we can do with it, just cleanest designs. From the name to what it does is so... Yeah, it's perfect. Its flavor is on point. Chef's, and it's so simple. Just kiss. It's just there's no clutter. It's the, yeah. it's perfect. Doesn't even say shuffle. Then shuffle your deck. It says shuffle. It's like there there, <laughs> there is nothing excess on, excessive on this card. It is all it just it all needs to be there. It's just the perfectly designed card. So it's not going to see play above entomb uh, outside of decks that want more than four entomb. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, I don't think this is the card reanimator once uh, necessarily. But I think there are other decks that will will want this card. A uh, dredge may want this card. Would they? Uh, but would they want this over? Like, yeah, it, there, there's, there's no deck that would play this over in tomb, right? There, there just doesn't no, exist. No, 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 it's no. impossible. Yeah, no, no. You don't want to spend more mana. I'm just saying, if you want more, so you're not going to play it in, uh, uh, what's it called any deck that wants to get Grizzle, Grizzlebrand, right? Like, it's just why would you play this in a in a deck where like. What like now you're trying to get your fire insanity into the graveyard instead yeah. because you drew the wrong card? So no, I, I think that you're not going to play this in uh, in Reanimator, but I think there there's got to be a home for this uh, that, that I don't I just don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm trying to think like maybe there's a maybe there's somebody out there who's like trying to chalice and Reanimator. 
because you have like a bunch of two <laughs> two two mana reanimate cards, and this is this could fit that. I don't know why, but I I, I don't see in, at least in Legacy, I don't see where this fits in as as anything other than in Tombs five through whatever. But yeah. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I see it more. I would love to see like a like controlly fair mid rangey sort of style deck that's just trying to play graveyard shenanigans. I just don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah. I think uh, time will tell on, on this one, whether yeah. or not it's good. Um, okay, so next we have... Oof, you're going gonna to have to help me on this one. Think think, think, uh, think like you're saying... Think that you're Thrasta? Saying, there you go. Thrasta. <laughs> At least that's how Thrasta. I... I've been, I've been saying Thrasta. But right. I, I, hope it's, I hope it's not like Thrasta. Thrasta or something. That'd be weird. Thrasta. Tempest Roar. Uh, it is a 10 colorless, 2 green mana, legendary creature, Dinosaur. Uh, this spell costs three less for each uh, to cast for each other spell you cast this turn. Uh, no, each other spell cast this turn. Uh, trample, haste, trample over planeswalkers, and it has hex proof the turn it came to play. Trample over planeswalkers is flavor text. Um, yeah, it is. Like, cool. It, you can hit a planeswalker and also get damage in, like, whatever. If you're getting rid of the planeswalker, that's the more relevant thing. Having hex proof the turn it comes down is is obviously very good it means that you're guaranteed to get your get rid of whatever it is that you're trying to get rid of swing yeah um but i don't think it's good enough because you still need double green you need double green you need to cast like a storm level amount of cards or like what like cast cast like fluster storm for value the like the only deck that comes to mind that plays a shit ton of spells in one turn that also can make double green easily is elves and this is not a card that elves wants because they can create a hoof so I don't think this is I, I if it finds a home cool I think it would be cool if there was something that if you're storming off that like you want this some for some reason but double green is extremely limiting for what decks would play it and you need the combination of being able to make double green plus wanting to make to cast at least four spells because if you play three spells and get it down to one green green like who cares I have I have a, a very scary answer for you Phil and it, it comes down to what you just said is flavor text. This set is going to be full of stupid planeswalkers that that are going to be way worse than Oko or Renin Six ever were. I think they need to do some damage control on planeswalkers. <laughs> and uh, but you think that? But does Mark Rosewater think that? Uh, maybe you're right. <laughs> maybe you're right. I love the light. I, I love the way the light's hitting you off of uh, Vito there, dude. I'm I'm, I'm, the, I'm, cur- the I'm I'm currently in the chapel right now. Yeah, right. Look at that. Vito, Vito's right just resting. The lighting's perfectly. Yeah, for for for, for, for people for people who are recording, it's because I right now Vito is standing behind me, uh, and I'm in I'm in his chapel or his um, his church. All right. So uh, next up, let's talk about uh, Flame Tongue Yearling. Does Burn want this? Uh, well, let's talk about what it does. All right. This is a two red Cavu two one with multi kicker two. Uh, then it says enters the battlefield with with plus one plus one counter for each time it was kicked, uh, and it can deal when it comes into play. It, it flame tone cap which deals damage equal to its power to target creature. I just don't see no, where I it don't goes. Th- and I, this is this is a draft. This is a draft card. This is all that is is a draft card. Let's talk about any other card aside from that. I think usury could be real. Yeah, I think uh, well, let's talk about usury, right? Uh, you know, we we you know, you know from uh, from my experience that I love I love an afri. Uh, so uh, usury, flame's fortune is a one blue red legendary creature afri. 
It is a 2-3, and it has flying. Whenever, uh, hold on, flipping it over here. Whenever you three flames fortune attacks, choose a number between 1 and 5. Flip that many coins. For each flip you win, draw a card. For each flip you lose, it deals 2 damage to you. If you win 5 flips this way, you may cast spells from your hand without paying their mana costs. So that, that part is is wildly, like, it's never going to happen, right? But if you do, you're off to the races. Because you just drew five cards and you can play them for free. I hope that uh, whoever, I, I don't remember who posted it on Twitter. I want to say it was Vanderham, but I could be wrong. Whoever it was, credit to you. Thank you for posting it. Uh, they essentially gave the percentage breakdown of how many cards you're likely to draw based on which number you choose, to, like how many coins you choose to flip. Uh-huh. Uh and if you the if you flip five coins, the odds that you will get to cast your spells for free are three point one percent. Okay, but what if you have Croc and Croc's thumb? Right. I mean, if you once you once you get <laughs> what if some you layers, go in on this plan, right? Like, but I I think like the, the the average or something was if you pick four every time, you're likely to draw like between one point five and two point five cards. So that seems totally fine if you. So if that's the case, then if this is attack, take four, draw two, that's pretty good. Probably okay, yeah. I saw people... Especially in blue red, in, in like a blue-red like burn counter deck, you're probably fine. I mean, it, it being a 2-3 flyer but that doesn't do anything like when you... mountain and chain, chain lightning, you're still like probably doing all right. A 2-3 flyer that doesn't do anything when it hits the board, it's like, all right, well... You, you just can't be playing this in green because you're doing a worse job than what Uro's already doing. But yeah. uh, for a deck that would care about... The, like, if you were playing Shadow, maybe this is a world where, like, this is a, both a card advantage engine and a, car, a, a thing that can uh, get your life total down. Uh, if you don't want to be playing, like, a Delver-style Shadow deck, you could be playing, like, a bigger Shadow deck that's more interested in grinding a little bit. You know why I love this card? Why is that? It's an Ifrit. Okay. It, it's an free. Yes, that's that's a that's a giant factor, right? And what do we know about OG Magic and Afrits and Jins? It's power to price, right? Um, so like Urnum Jin gave a creature Forest Walk. You were playing green. You probably had Forest. Uh, Surrender of free. You appointed damage every turn. Surrender Jin. You had to sacrifice a land. If it was an island, you took damage. This card's saying power to price. Do you want to try? To spin the wheel, do you want to tempt the djinn, as it were, right? Uh, and if you uh, if you play his game and gamble properly, you get rewarded. I love it. I, I think it is. It just it, it feels like an older an older magic card effect that um that like we just don't have. Like you know, uh, Mage Jin was the one that was like a six four that like or six three that like whenever it attacked, you had to flip a coin, and if it uh. If you lost the flip, it couldn't attack. Right, right. I remember that. The, yeah. the, the one, th- the the coolest part of this card, I think, other than the fact that the art for the foil, it's unfortunate that art only comes in foil, but the the foil artwork, go check it out, looks really cool. But what I like oh, about yeah, what Ooh. I what I think is cool about this card is that it's the first card that I can think of that cares about coin flipping. That I'm like, oh, this is this could see constructed play. Yeah, I did win. I did win a uh, a um, uh, contest when I was a kid uh, where they were like, name one first turn kill in standard. And I was like, turn one, Mana Clash. It's possible to happen, but very unlikely. Yeah, you're the only person who ever won a contest off of Mana Clash, though. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. 
Maybe even a game of magic was ever won off of off of Mana Clash. I, I do like that they they found a way to push coin flipping to be constructed relevant. I think right. the fact that it's a it's a two three and is just gonna die to bolt a lot is unfortunate. But yeah, it, it's still a very cool card and I like it a lot. That's I, the if, bummer. Uh, that's the one bummer about this is that back in the day, uh, all almost every gen or free could get around lightning bolt. Yeah, I mean, I could see it like. It wouldn't be crazy to me for a blue red Delver deck to like try this out as a one of, see if it's if it's good, and then like just draw two cards every turn while they're continuing the pressure, right? Yeah, I, I think that's. And they don't care if they're taking, you know, like they're they're basically an aggressive deck. So as long as they're not playing against another lightning bolt deck, like they're fine to take like four damage while drawing like a, a bolt and and some other incident, incidental spell. Any you know? any amount of card advantage is good for those types of decks, right? So yeah. I, I think Usury could see. I think at best it's going to see fringe play, but the fact that a coin flip card is good enough to see at least fringe constructive play is already impressive and and uh, a cool design. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean that covers all of the new cards that have come out. Um, I think huh. I think Dockhand is the is the the yeah. I, I mean grief is going to see play for sure in the busted decks 100 percent. but i think I, I think the 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 most interesting card to like try and brew around or try and build around or do anything cool with is rashad dockhand is the is yeah the, i agree i agree wholeheartedly um well i mean i think that's kind of it right yeah i one last thing if you want to do it because I, I i was trying to think what the other ones would be what do you think the other cards in the grief cycle are going to do Let's see when they spoil them. Let's see how close we are to being right. Red, I think. I think I'm gonna go with uh, the uh, what's it called uh, Mercady Mask Cycle. I'm gonna say so. That's Caven, which does two damage. Uh, what is it? Uh, Reverent Mantra, which gives all creatures protection from a color. Uh, misdirection. We all know misdirection. And uh, what am I missing? The green one. Uh, what does the green one do? No idea. Uh, no, Vine Dryad. That's Vine Dryad, right? Um, so that's my guess is it'll be like that. But obviously Vine Dryad doesn't make any sense there. I So if if because they're creatures, it kind of gives some cool space. Let's say they did just replicate that cycle. And they like if the blue one was Misdirection and they just gave the creature Flash so you could evoke it at uh, instant speed, that it being a Misdirection and a creature is relevant because against the removal spell, you could misdirect it to itself and kill it before the evoke trigger resolves. And that would be oh, a yeah. cool design space to play in to still have a misdirection that, like, because the, the tough part about misdirection is if you have one creature and they try and kill it and you have misdirection and nothing to misdirect it to, you can't cast it. And that's always yeah. that's always been an awkward thing always of misdirection. Yeah. Whereas if they put it on a creature, then it's good against both spells and removal. And that could be really cool. So uh, I, I would be, it, would, it would be fun to see that on a misdir uh, misdirection on a creature. I think you're right that it's probably going to be something like Cave-In for the red one. They already have a bunch of free destroy artifact cards between Crash and Meltdown, I think. No, Melt okay. is, is it Meltdown? Meltdown's, it's not Meltdown. Meltdown's the X one. Uh, and I know there's Crash, which is two, and then there's the one that's like six mana, sack two mountains, destroy two artifacts, but I forget what that Pulverize. is. Pulverize. Pulverize. So there's already a bunch of free uh, red cards that destroy artifacts. So I don't think they need to go into that space anymore unless they want to get something like that in modern. I don't know why they would. Um, so it's probably going to be something like Pyroclasm, your opponent's board. Um, okay. Something like that because you're giving up two cards for it. And it, this is an opponent card, right? Like, yeah, that yeah. That might be where it's at, right? Like we're talking about opponent. I could also see them doing something like um, like give a creature 
in red that has like some kind of sack ability, and then it meant it. Um, what's the card? The card that t- steals a creature for a turn. Over. Threaten. They could threaten a creature. Threaten. Okay. So if the if the evoke cost is uh, when it ETBs threaten a creature, and then it has a sack outlet on it, so it could be a, a way to get a damage and then sack it like before the evoke. Well, the evoke triggers on the stack. You could sack their 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 threat. Okay. Do something like that. One, they've never done a free threat right, like that before, and if they give you a way to do something with it that would be like super powerful to make it like mythic maybe something like that so i can see right, that going so we've got way. grief right yeah uh what do you think red is called rage probably Does rage exists right uh then uh denial for blue yeah denial denial for sure go well so n- denial i guess yeah denial is a, is a is a feeling right uh hope for uh white i liked what you had of acceptance acceptance yeah okay acceptance we'll go with acceptance for white so it doesn't have to be the grief cycle because we're talking about grief. Like the that card's name is grief. Grief isn't part of the grief cycle. So it might just be like that thing in what do you, those what do you colors. Mean? So, so we were talking before about how uh, it, maybe it's all parts of the grief cycle, but bland grief is not part of the grief cycle. Oh, oh, right? oh, oh, yeah. I see what you mean. I, I, I mean, like I think that the it's all just going to be like bittersweet things, essentially like emotions or th- or things yeah. that people endure. So what about uh what, what, green's the one I can't I can't really think of like what like growth I feel like green could be yeah green might be something something like I, I what do you think green's gonna do though I imagine it's gonna involve creatures it might also just be uh, it could be like a torpor orb on a creature and so when you evoke it it stops it from sacking itself and it's no just, way. And, then it's, and then it's just a big creature <laughs> get out of here you don't think no so way. no. They gave you Allosaurus Rider. They put Evoke and uh, and uh, tor- Torpor Orb onto the same creature, so you can just yeah, dude. That's out. what Allosaurus no Shepherd is. It's just a, no it's way. just a big it's a it's a dumb idiot creature that, that you can pitch a green card for. Sure. <laughs> I have no idea what green is going to do. I assume that it's going to yeah. have something. To I, do I, I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be. Uh, so if if I were to guess, it might be free uh, rampant growth. It would. It, it could be rampant growth. It could be a. Uh, it could be a berserk. It could be, I would if, love, dude. If it's a berserk, I would love for it to be a berserk. Even even if it was just a free like plus two plus two or free plus three plus three. Um, well, they've that done that. They have mutagenic growth. It would have yeah, to be sure, better than got, plus two plus two. They, yeah, they've got mutagenic growth. Bounty the hunt exists, which is the same thing as what I just said. So, like, if it was like a plus four plus four uh, as well, you could put in fact right back on the map if you got a free uh, like another free plus four plus four. Dude, if it was straight, it, yeah, it could be invigorate. It could just straight up be invigorate on a, on a creature i i think it would be wild if it if it if they did print berserk they would do it at what one green green like cast it sure. normal and then you mm-hmm. can you can evoke it but yeah, like i think that's that fair. would mean that it would also have to have flash and that's the thing that i that like is tough is would they give the rest of the cycle flash i mean they've, get, they've given this guy menace so they can certainly give at least one of them flash i mean flash is in blue and green so i guess they i mean flash also shows up in white so i guess they could do that too i mean flash i don't think is, you'll get shows up everywhere. i don't think you'll get all of them to have flash right right i think you'll get like so they've got to be sorceries for the most part yeah. right the blue one's probably going to be the flash one that yeah. means i just think that like because in modern horizons one they had the free spells that were all like i don't think any of these evoke free cards are going to do similar or same things to what the modern horizons one free things did so like yeah the the green Force one was the one that destroyed stuff. like artifacts and enchantments like it's not going to yeah. do that so i think like a berserk is a good call 
So like white had the had the anthem, which means that this time it's probably not going to be an anthem creature. No, no. So what do you think? You think it's going to be like a one of those I mean, like so recursion the protection creatures? the protection thing is not a great idea because it's not you would need the flash on it, and I don't think you're going to get both the flash and uh, like I think blue is going to get the flash creature. You'll get vigilance for white, and it will be um. Oh man, what would the what would like what is a good white uh sorcery even? You know, like silence? Silence is an instant. Yeah, I mean, but like you could cast silence as a sorcery and it's it's fine, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're trying to go off, just trying to think of what what effect at, like at instant speed. Like silence is fine as a as a sorcery if you get to cast it for free to go off, whereas like Reverent Mantra is not, because all it is is an attacking spell at that point. You're like, I'm going to make all my guys protected from your guys and attack, but it doesn't save your guys, which is why Reverent Mantra was was good in the Rebels deck. Tithe? Tithe? You could have a cheap, but, you could have a cheap creature. So, like, let's say it was for a, a white mana creature that ETBs search your library for a planes card, put it in your hand. When it dies, do it again. So when it ETBs or dies, put a planes card in it. So if you evoke it, you can pick, you can pull out two planes out of your deck. As long as your opponent has more lands than you, right? Well, no, no. Tithe, it, well, Tithe has that clause, but in, in yeah, 2021 yeah. standards, they would not have that clause. Um, yeah, I, 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 I got to go with only time will tell on this one. I don't, I don't have, uh, I don't, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of a great, uh, a great answer that like I, I could with, uh, like, I definitely think the blue one's going to be misdirection. Like that's the, in, in my head. If you're gonna go unmask, why why not go misdirection? Maybe, like, do you think any of them could have like a tinker effect? Like, the, the instead of the berserk one, <laughs> like, like would green be like sack a, be like sack a creature and then some kind of natural order ability? And because you have a creature on the board before it dies, you could like sack itself. No, come on, no, you didn't. No, absolutely not. They wouldn't do that. Dude, we don't know what they would do. They they they, they, they printed a three mana Teferi that says your opponent doesn't get to play anymore. You're living in magic. In standard. Sacrifice it to the ball. Like, that's just not the, that's not sort of the sort of broken design that they do. They do broken design where it's like, this card's objectively very good. I'm living in magical Christmas land. I'm looking at grief. I'm looking at the words that they put on grief. Cascack, on a sack, gonna temple shit out Don't play to name shit out of luck. Ban hammer, did I stand up? RNG done slipped up. We legacy in this necklace. Could be Black creatures, new features, sure. straight up that, that cash. Convoking shit. So you're like, alright, turn one, turn back. Turn one, back. Turn one, turn one, turn one, turn one, But this gag is still gonna happen, you're like total no more. Opponent shrugging, they got nothing, then concede in the game. It would serve y'all well to remember the name. If you lose the die roll, you're just like, what you doing? Stop the brewing and start casting the gag. In the red zone, they all tremble, but they gonna get smashed. Oh, by the way, I got supply, and this week's people gas. It's time to slip yeah, free glimpse. I mean, getting rid of that extra card, it could be a thing. It does. It, it, if it was a glimpse that had every time a creature ETB'd as opposed to cast, you could then have it exile a green card. It ETBs, sees itself, draws a card, but then it would sack right. itself to the evoke, so that wouldn't work unless it says until end of turn. Like when this card enters the battlefield until end yeah, of turn, whenever a creature, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's interesting. I, I, I think the misdirection one is the one that makes the most sense because of the removal idea. Yeah. It also, uh, I, I, the reason why I think that it's misdirection is because it plays uh, very crappily against these other ones if they're all opponent reveals. 
Right. If, if it's like opponent cast a spell, like yeah. you can't, then you can only, you can't actually misdirect a grief back at your opponent kind of situation. You know, it could, it could, yeah, it's a spell, obviously, but like yes. effect, you know, it could be misdirection for spells or effects, man. Dude, if, if they just upgraded it to uh, misdirection for, yeah, spells or abilities as opposed to just spells, which has always been like, come on, why doesn't misdirection just be able to change abilities, move abilities as well? But like, yeah, that would that would be the up, the power level upgrade that I think would make uh, sense in twenty twenty one times. Yeah. By the way, all right. It's, it's well, exciting. I think I think that uh, that does it for us. I want to thank our uh, Patreon supporters. Uh, you're, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, you've helped us. Uh, you've helped us grow. So uh, thank you so much. Uh, if you have uh, if you have the uh, wherewithal to help us out, uh, please check us out at patreon.com slash eternal dirtles. Uh, that's helping. That's helping us uh, take our time and uh, create uh, video content as well as audio content. Uh, you you may have heard uh, one of Phil's uh, intros in the last couple of weeks. He's able to spend some time doing those intros. So that that helps us. Thanks so much.